Rivera sets and deals. Strike three, ball game over, Yankees win, and it's perfect. How could he possibly know? MVP, there's been nobody better. He'll be the greatest closer the game has ever seen. I want to welcome you to Liquid Church if you're joining us via video, one of our campuses, maybe online. Uh, I am Pastor Tim, and our special guest today needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Uh, he is a living legend, five-time World Series MVP, or I should say championship. He's been an MVP five in the World Series, guys. Yankee fans with us. God's favorite team. God's favorite team. He is the greatest closer in the history of baseball. But be <laughs> hometown crowd. But beyond the awards and the accolades, uh, Mariano Rivera is most passionate about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, he has an incredible testimony. Like many of you, he too is a servant in God's house, and he and his wife, Clara, actually lead a wonderful Pentecostal Christian church in New Rochelle, New York, called Refuge of Hope. Can we hear it for them, taking the gospel to New York City? Not only do they have a passion for building churches in uh, the Northeast, but really around the world in his native Panama, and he founded the Mariano Rivera Foundation that works with underprivileged uh, youth at-risk kids and families in need. He is a man of his word, a follower of Christ in both word and deed. And so Liquid Church, we are honored to hear Mariano's story of faith today. So would you give a big, warm, liquid welcome to Mariano Rivera. Come on out, Mo. Brother. Wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you Thank so you. much, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a seat. Have a seat. What a joy. Thank you so much for coming. Doctor, thank you for having me. I love it. I know, I, and I want to thank Clara, your wife, for letting you come today. Yes, and receive, <laughs> receive greeting from my wife and from the church uh, uh, that, uh, that we pastor and uh, that we love. So, I mean, uh, greetings for, from the pastor, my right. wife. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Mariano, I think a lot of people are familiar with your baseball career. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about growing up. You grew up in a small fishing village in Panama. Yes, I tell did. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Pastor, uh, uh, first of all, how many hearts grateful from the Lord are here? <laughs> the worship team, when they were singing how good God is, man, uh, that, that is it, it's touching my heart because uh, God has been good to me. And I'm sure he has been good to you guys. Amen. That's, Amen. Why, that's why you guys are here. Before you came to New York, you hadn't even really heard of Tampa, Florida. You were in a pitcher. You grew up in a small fishing village playing soccer, actually. Playing soccer, Pastor. And uh, no, I didn't hear not about New York, not about uh, Liquid Church, not about another. <laughs> but uh, coming from Panama, a small fishing village called Puerto Caimito. Uh, where uh, I would say 80% at that time, 80% were fishermen, okay? In a uh, small town, uh, father, they work fishing, obvious. Uh, my mother stayed with us, uh, family of four, my sister, me and my other, my younger two brothers. And uh, growing up there, uh, I didn't have too many hopes or, or, or dreams perhaps i wanted to become uh, i wanted to be a, a, a auto mechanic okay but in the lord he had different different mentality for me did i hear it right that you actually would make a glove out of cardboard, cardboard. milk milk carton we got some yeah. cardboard oh, yeah. this, like this, this. that you know guys i mean to me this thing was precious every time that we find boxes anywhere 
We, we hide them, all right? And we collect them because this was our baseball gloves. Who made this, Buster? Huh? That's my son oh, made that's that. That's great. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, so, okay. You, you put your hands. You know, this hole is important because you just put your hands and you're running and the thing is there. Okay, so you never lose your glove. But then, but then, <laughs> but then, the glove, you, we wet it a little bit. We make it so it's softer. You know, you can, you have to break it. You know, those who play baseball, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you have to break your glove, all right? So, this was our, our fielding glove, our fielding <laughs> glove, you know? So this to us was what we used as a glove, all right? Uh, baseball bats, we have a, uh, trees. So we had to climb trees and find the stranded branches that we can find. <laughs> and that was our bat. No kidding. All right, baseball, you think that we have this? This for us was unreachable. This was gold, yeah. all right? So we have some old clothing, old clothes, wrap it up. Sometimes who, those that have sisters, uh, you know, little girls, they're always playing jacks back then. I don't know now, but you know, you know, you know guys what I'm talking about, all right? Yeah. Those jacks, okay. You say that ball, that, that little ball, the jump. Well, those disappear a lot. <laughs> and, and you put in, you wrap it up with, all clothes or net, and then we put tape. That was our baseball. That was how you had a baseball in a cardboard a glove. A cardboard glove and, the and bat. a tree branch tree for branch a bat. bat. You know, we don't have much. We don't have baseball equipment, well, the right equipment, but we had. And we were happy, Pastor. Is that right? i tell you what, if I had to do it all over again, Pastor, I would do the same way. The, this, why the same way? Because that made me who I am today. Is that right? I will never forget where I came from. You know, and, and that's where we need to understand. It mm. don't matter how, where God puts you, you will never forget where, you, where he took you from. Amen. All right? Amen. So, uh, Amen. Amen. thank you. So, Pastor, being, being from, from a small village, I never, never wish or, yes, I have a dream. I play with the kids, you know. We wanted to be a, a, a baseball player professional player, but I was real naive when it comes to that stuff, mm. you know, so I, uh, my first time when I, I was signed for the New York Yankees, that's another testimony alone. Tell, tell us about that. They signed you for $2,000? $2,000, Pastor, but I wasn't looking for it. I was the, uh, I played opposition. I hated to pitch, <laughs> you know, because, 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 real quick, because when you pitch, you, you have to be sitting like you guys. Okay, my other guys enjoying <laughs> and playing the game, I had to be sitting and then throw a game. I didn't like it, so I said, I don't pitch, okay? Although every, every little leaguer pitch. So anyway, uh, we were playing this game, important game for us. We needed to win this game, and uh, we have our best pitcher. Our best pitcher was uh, my, co my, my wife cousin. So at the third, fourth inning, we were losing by a lot. So we had no more pitchers, okay? So we gathered. I wasn't playing right field at the time. So we gathered on the mound and says, who's going to pitch? So I said, well, I pitch. But pitching and throwing are do, two different things. All right? <laughs> throwing. Don't think, guys, because you can throw the ball, you can pitch. All right? So I'm sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> I have to tell you that. Pitching and throwing is two different things. Well, it looks like I know what I was doing. It looked like I was pitching. So anyway, we won the game. Two weeks later, uh, we're coming from, uh, from the beach. My father, my Clara, my wife, and got to the house, and two guys from my team was there, the catcher and the center field. And I asked them, what are you guys doing here, Pastor? Yeah. They said, well, we have a uh, tryout for you. Tryout? With who? With the Yankees. With the Yankees. Okay. To do what? <laughs> <laughs> they said, to pitch. To pitch? I don't know how to pitch. No you kidding. guys are crazy. Yes, Pastor. So I went there and the guy said, yeah, you did good. You, you pitched that day and then we won. So they remembered that. No kidding. So, so I said, okay, uh, well, I will go, but I don't have a glove and I don't have shoes. You have my spikes. baseball shoes were, my spikes were, the big toe was hanging out. <laughs> I know, Pastor. So I'm like, guys, I will go, but if you guys 
help me out with the glove and shoes. I appreciate that. Well, they told me, yes, I will. We will. Well, I was working with my father at that time. Okay. Fixing the nets from the boats. Sure. I asked permission to my father to, uh, to go to the tryout. I told him what it was for. He said, well, finish what you're doing and you go. So I went there. I got ready, went there, got to the stadium. So when I got to the stadium, I, I was looking for my friends. My friends were nowhere to be found. I knew the coach, and he says, well, I'm here because my two, my two teammates tell me to come to see you. So I'm here. He knew me. So okay, go and, and see what you have. I don't have no gloves, no shoes. I said, well, go with whatever you have, go. So I got there, my, my big toe was hanging out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I was there, okay? That's one thing that you cannot be shy, guys, because it's many opportunities the Lord put in front of you, but you lose it because you're shy. So you can never be shy in situations like that, especially the young boys here that are listening. Anyway, pastor, I got there. I threw some few balls and the light, the coach liked it, yep. you know? So he told me, why don't you come the whole week into Saturday that we're gonna face the national team. But I had to say this, there were two main guys that they wanted to see. Two youngsters, I was 20, they were maybe 17 or 18, and more taller than me, throw harder than me. So I was kind of like the filled in, you know, if, if, there is, if the guys don't come or there's chance, then we see you. If okay. not, thank you for coming. Okay. So since I was the field in, I was thinking, well, I'm gonna be pitching last. And I have my plan already, so the, the hitters will be tired, and I think <laughs> I will be doing good. <laughs> that was my thinking, all right? But again, guys, everything is, that is happening being orchestrated by God. Okay, so guess what happened? I started the game. <laughs> You're starting pitcher. I started the game, Pastor. Oh boy, I okay. started the game, and uh, but God is amazing. God is amazing. Uh, uh, I pitched three innings, no hits, punch out like four guys. The next day, they signed me for the New Yankees. No, I mean, praise God. and not only that, guys, not only that, not only that, I was throwing, Pastor, I was throwing 87 miles per hour. 87 miles per hour, Pastor. Not 97, 87. The tops. Topped out at 87. Out. Sat out there. Okay. 87. I don't know what the scout saw. Oh, I don't know what the Lord revealed hmm. to the scout. Okay. Because there's no way that you 20 years old, you're yeah. throwing 87 miles per hour, top. And they're going to sign you for the New York Yankees? Yeah. That's not, that's not. There's no such a thing, you know, but it's purpose on that.
tell us a little bit, because you were sharing with me that, you know, obviously you're known for pretty much one pitch, the cut fastball. How many of you have seen him shatter bats in the 90s, the 2000s? And I think a lot of us assume like, oh, well, immediately you had started throwing with that kind of heat and precision. You feel like the cut fastball was a gift from God. I know so. I don't feel 1997. I just become, became the New York Yankees closer. That's a big responsibility after winning a championship for the first time since I don't know when. You guys know statistics, not me. So, <laughs> you, you were the setup man for John Wetland I was the setup man in yeah, okay. uh, uh, 1996. <laughs> you just won this, the championship. And uh, they just signed me. So I was trying to do so good. And, and it, it looks like I was moving in quicksand. You know, the better that I wanted to do, the worse it was. Okay. So, at that time when I thought, man, this is not looking good. First of all, my manager and my pitching coach, Joe Torre manager, pitching coach, Mel Stalomayo, brought me to the office and said, this Mariano, uh, don't worry about it. While we're here, you will be my closer. Hmm. That's good words and inspiring words, but I know, and you guys all know, that if I won't do my job, I won't be there closer. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? True. But God knew that, and God, in an in afternoon, it was during the, during the week, I don't remember a day during the week, I was playing cash after stretching, uh, doing running, doing all that stuff. Now it's time to play catch. I was playing catch with uh, a, a fellow Panamanian and a teammate, Ramiro Mendoza. Oh, yeah. And I was playing pastor that uh, I was throwing the ball, forcing fastball. This is a forcing fastball pitch. Since I was six years old, and I knew exactly what this ball was doing, okay? Well, at that time, that ball start moving to the left with aggressiveness movements. And now Ramiro Mendoza mad at me because he thought that I was playing around. <laughs> because sport you always do. You always do that. Anyway, but I was, now he's mad and now I'm thinking, what is this? What's happening? Because this ball is not supposed to be moving. So, now the game comes, I'm throwing the ball, here comes Joe Girardi telling me, throw the ball straight. <laughs> <laughs> throw it straight, too much movement. Too much, I said, Joe, because obvious, it's obvious that he knew how I threw the ball. So he's expecting the ball to do exactly what the ball always has been doing since I was six years old. <laughs> so now the ball is moving in an aggressive way. So he's so sad. He says, throw the ball straight. I said, Joe, catch the ball because I don't know where the ball's going. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to throw the ball straight and it's not happening. It's not. It was so frustrating, frustrated for me that we went to Detroit. After New York, we went to Detroit. And we were playing at old Detroit Stadium. And Mel, myself, and my Borsello, the bullpen catcher, he... We were working like 30 to 40 minutes to try to make this ball stop from moving. <laughs> so trying to get to go move. straight. Yeah, Just go straight. Go straight like you always done. <laughs> don't move. You know, and that ball never was straight again. Wow. Again. And I always say, you know, the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord never gets early or late. He gets some time. He shows up on time. And that was the time that I needed him the most. Hmm. My career in jeopardy, you know, now what I'm gonna do. But he brought me to that point there. And if he started with me something, he will not leave me alone until he finishes. Amen. All right? So I knew that something was going on. Hmm. I just couldn't put my hands and, and my mind together and understand there was the Lord that was doing something f 
for me to my benefit to glorify his name amen amen all right amen. so let me tell you let me tell you how how good this speech was <laughs> because it was good it came from god you know and god is good so everything that god give you is good <laughs> all right amen so that's true <laughs> When you're facing major league batters, we have here in the majors the best of the best from all over the world. The best of the best, okay? From all the countries are here. And they are good. They are good. If they know that you're throwing a fastball there, I don't care if it's 200 miles per hour, they will hit it. They might miss one, two, three. The fourth one, they will hit it and they will hit it far, okay? That's how good they are if they know. They don't know how the, what pitch coming, and they still hit it. Imagine if they know what's coming. Well, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> this pitch, I threw 17, but let me go back. You might fool them for a year or so the most. I did that in 96. Yeah. All fastball, forcing fastball. Those that know me, they saw that. We won the championship. Now, they know that this pitch was coming for 17 years. They knew it was coming. The only thing that I didn't do was tell them verbally, hey, <laughs> hey, it's coming. <laughs> we all knew it. We all knew it. <laughs> you heard Pastor Tim? Yeah. He wasn't there. Yeah. Okay, hit it. And he knew. I knew. It was coming. So they knew it was coming. And they still cannot hit it. Amazing. Amazing. That's amazing. I mean, That's Pastor, Pastor. That's what I'm saying, guys. I mean, that was a miracle yeah. in our faces. You know? There's no way that you can throw the same pitch for 17 years and you'll be successful 98% of the time. That's no, it's, 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 it's impossible. It it's impossible. But God only can do things like that. Only God. The players, they used to come to me and tell Mariano, how you do it? We know it's coming. We're ready for the pitch. <laughs> big papi, big papi. Mariano, I know it's coming. <laughs> It's re I'm ready for the pitch, but I can't hit it. <laughs> they wanted to rip that ball and me apart. <laughs> Amazing, Pastor. Amazing. Now, th but the timing of this is unusual. Like in, in your book, you make the point that you felt like God gave you this gift it's like supernaturally, and it came shortly after you were born again. Yes. Tell us how you came to faith yes, in Christ. Pastor, I mean, I was born again in 94, okay? through adversity and, uh, and, 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 and difficulties, problems, and God was there. I was, I mean, I respect all religions. I was Catholic, but I never went to church. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I don't know anything about God. I don't know anything about Jesus. I didn't know anything. I was fishing. I was happy doing whatever I was doing. You know, I went to church when the uh, uh, priest was there. Well, you, you have church on Sunday. Well, someone died. Okay, you know you have to go there. <laughs> you know, you know so that's how. That's when I went to church. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. So my cousin, he, he was a Christian. He is a Christian, and he introduced me to the Lord. And I got fascinated with the word and uh, the stories, the stories about David and Goliath. That was my favorite to me. You know that that. To me, that's my favorite character. Why, why do you like King David so much? Because I can, I can, I can, I can sympathize with him, you mm. know, because, I mean, he was a man uh, that uh, a king, but acting like, uh, like us. Yeah, down to earth. You know, down to earth. Flaws, weaknesses. Flaws and, and, and troubles and mistakes. Yeah. 
You know, imperfable, yes. Yes. God says something special about yeah. this man. Yeah. You know? He, he did hit a giant with a cut fastball. He in the hit head. a giant it's, with a cut fastball. <laughs> and he didn't miss it. He didn't miss it. You know? So that's why uh, uh, King David to me is, 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 after Jesus, is my favorite character. Amen. Amen. You know? But, uh, but yes, uh, coming to the, uh, to the church, uh, being a, I wasn't a Christian at that time when uh, my wife was pregnant with our first, Mariano. And at that time was a lot of chicken pox epidemic around the whole Panama. And then what she was coming that day and, pa and, the, and, the, and the doctor told her that uh, stay away from all those that had chicken pox. Because on that time, on that stage of the, uh, of the uh, pregnancy, uh, if you get chicken pox, the women, the kid can affect it. And right. to, uh, to, uh, to that, the kids can die. Right. So guess what? Exactly that happens. She gets chicken pox. And I'm like, so the doctor says that uh, Mariano would have been this case that when they born the, the vertebrae or somewhere by the, by the behind the neck, it would have been, been open and oh, wow. his head would have been full of liquid. Oh, wow. And eventually we were growing, growing, and his head will be grow, grow to the point that he came and, and he would die. Right. So we were devastated by that. So. There was a, a, a friend of us that invited her to a church hmm. in Tampa. Uh, and she went, they prayed for her. There was a, a, a women's gathering. They prayed for her. And Mariano was healed. Wow. wow. Mariano was Mariano. Mariano today is 24. About to get married in a few more weeks. Wow. Amazing, you know, and, amazing. And, and things like that. And we weren't Christians. We weren't Christians. Mm. You know, so I knew there yeah. that the Lord was trying to do something with us, something calling our special. attention. Yeah. T tell us about that because you and Clara, your wife, met in kindergarten. Is that right? We were like, in the, we, we, we were from the same hometown. We were yeah. born, we have, I'm, nine months older than her okay so rob we the there, cradle I look at her since we were in their belly <laughs> yeah well so then the two of you are now in in tampa or in how did you come to faith because you had an upbringing of kind of organized religion going to church religion yes, yes but how did you come to know jesus christ personally like i know him i speak to him i understand i i've received his love his forgiveness through that through those times pastor those, I knew there was something different on, on surrounding us and, and calling us. Okay. That's when we surround ourselves to Jesus. Okay. On those, on those times. Yeah. She came first and then she brought me back. Is, your wife brought you? Yeah. She wow. Me Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Because I knew there was something. I knew deep in my yeah. heart, I knew that this wasn't just coincidence. Yes. This was a purpose. And obviously I learned after that later on that, uh, you know, that was the purpose, only just the purpose of God, yeah. just to glorify his yeah. name through us, you know, and everything that we do. Yeah. You know, I was, we were running away. Now we pastoring. We were running away from the pastor. <laughs> I said, man, I don't, she asked me, you want to be a pastor? I said, no way I want to be a pastor. <laughs> she said, me neither. I said but the same thing. Exactly. I, exactly. I said, say, I'm right with you. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> But, but you, you actually say here that if it wasn't for your wife, Clara, you would never have been a New York Yankee. Yes. Why? Because I was a little, uh, uh, in a, a good boy, but in, sometimes get in trouble <laughs> back home, you know, and, and on that, in those times, I already, I mean, Clara was my best friend. Oh, okay. So we were from first grade to high school together. Yeah. Right. So... Then uh, there were times in my life where uh, my father wasn't easy to me. My father, my father was tough in a sense that uh, I got to the point that I thought that uh, uh, he will kill me. Wow. You know, and, and now, now 16, 17, 
uh, those years were hard and defined okay. for me because now I didn't care if my father was beating me. I, I was rebellious. Revenge, yeah. Revenge, revenge, no, yeah. No, no revenge. Re rebel? rebel? Yeah, against, rebel. Yes, so okay. I, I, didn't, I knew that he would will, he will hit me, so I was doing whatever I wanted to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and that's where I will say that uh, uh, the Lord brought, bring Clara there mm. because she was saying uh, a party girl. I, I love to be dancing. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and and parties with my friends, cousins, and all that stuff. So she was total opposite okay. to me. Yeah. So since I wanted to be with her, yeah. I started just not going uh, out, out party, too much yeah. and parties right, and all, right. getting in trouble. And, uh, and I got in trouble a lot because my friends, you know, mm. it wasn't that I was a troublemaker, but just my friends, some of them, they were a little bit, but since we were in a group, we had to defend, yeah. you know? And, and so, so, but that's when uh, Clara shows up as a different person, mm. you know, now, I find, I find her, I like her, you know, and I find, I seen something different, mm -hmm. you know, so I just wanted to be with her, whatever <laughs> she was, I wanted to be, or whatever I was, yeah. she was with me, yeah. you know, so that's what I said, that if the Lord didn't bring Clara to my life, I don't know what would have happened to me, I don't right. think I would be playing baseball, Wow. I don't think so, and wow. uh, maybe I would have been dead, or, or one of these gangs, you know, mm -hmm. or, 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 or a drug addict, yeah, only God knew, you know, only God saw something that he needs to step in yep. to avoid it, yeah. you know, because I mean, uh, I, my cousins and friends, many of them dead, you know, and, and others are in jail and others are just in, in gangs and, and, yeah. and, and, and added to drugs. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it was something special. I was touched by how you said that you feel like Clara supported your career for, you know, almost two and a half decades uh, through baseball. And now that you're retired, you're really supporting her yes. as a pastor of Refuge of Hope. Tell us how God called you into ministry. You, you renovated this beautiful church in, uh, in New Rochelle. It's a gorgeous, it was a falling down. Uh, Mariana bought it from the city and they renovated it, have a thriving congregation there. H how do you see your calling and Clara together in ministry? Well, I mean, I knew that, that she had the calling for a pastor. You know, um, um, I wanted to help as much because I wanted to go back, Pastor, in the sense that uh, when she was supporting me, she was there 100%. You know, I mean, uh, I was, I played 24 years professionally. So, she raised the case alone, basically, mm. you know, and, and, we, and, and we don't talk as much about that stuff, mm. you know, we don't give credit to our wives That's as true. much, you know, but we need to, because I mean, sometimes all those that work, you know, you guys go to work and your wife have to stay home and deal with those kids. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy, man, deal with all those kids, man. Amen. It's not, it's not pastor, so. Very true, very true. And uh, she was, to me, my biggest blessing. Yeah. My biggest blessing was husband, my wife. So, I mean, we come to ministry. When yeah. the ministry, the, the church start at home. You know, we have a home and, and, and we start, she, someone on the congregation, well, a friend of, of the house, have a problem with his wife, his, his her husband, you know, marital problems and she came to my wife to advise and they gather praying so every Wednesday they come and pray now my sister-in-law gather and come and pray with them then her sister and then all of a sudden 10 people 20 people 30 people 40 people mm -hmm. on Wednesday. now they didn't want a gathering no more on Wednesday they want to do it on Fridays and they want to do it on Sunday. <laughs> out of nowhere. And I'm like, what is this? First of all, you know, my house was being basically destroyed because <laughs> they were, I mean, you know, the, uh, our Christians, man, all Hispanics, man, when we got on that thing, that music, uh, 
we shouting and we screaming and we jumping and we dancing and everything to the Lord. And that's how the church starts. That's so now I said, no, 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 no. Because these kids now, they have some events. They had to announce, made the announcement. They put, you know, boards, nails all over the house. <laughs> nails here, nails there, boards everywhere, announcements everywhere. And it's like, this is my house. <laughs> you know, it's not a... So I said, Clara, no, no, mama, we, I need to go and, and find a building. So I went, we went. When I walk in there, that thing was pitch black, and it smelled like you never smelled something before. <laughs> oh, my God. But at the same time, I saw beauty. I saw something yeah. special. Yeah. I saw something that uh, I said, wow. Yeah. That's what, that's what my expression was. Wow. You could see that this already. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, believe me, it was horrible. So you understand Portable Church. Can we hear for all of our portable locations? Yes. That's like yes. all stars, all stars. I want, yes. I want to, can I read this excerpt from your book? I just love this. This touched my heart. You wrote, for the last 19 seasons, the Lord has blessed me with the opportunity to play baseball for the New York Yankees. My job was to save games, and I loved every part of it. But now I have a new job, better described as a calling. And that is to glorify the Lord and praise his name and let others know about his grace and mercy. From saving games to saving souls. I'm not sure I'd put it that way, but I'll say this. With the Lord, all things are possible. Amen. Do, do, that's Amen. a, praise God, Amen. that's an amazing, I mean, do you, was that, do you feel like that was God's purpose in giving you the pl platform that you have from saving games to saving souls? No doubt, no doubt about that. That's why I didn't understand, but 20 years old, older already to play professional baseball. Yeah. Because when the guys come, they want to 16, 15 years old, boys, yes. strong. I was 120 pounds soaking wet. Right. Okay, don't forget that. Anyway, <laughs> that was the purpose. To God glorify his name and do what we're doing here. There's no chance that I'll be here, guys, if God doesn't intervene with me when I was 20 years old, mm -hmm. meaning 28 years ago. Yep. Amen. That's the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, Pastor, you might reach all these people, so you might not reach people that I can reach. That's right. Amen. You know, you might don't have opportunity to talk to people that I can talk to. Right. So that was the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Of the Lord saving me and giving me the platform that he has given me to talk to those that believe that there's no hope for yeah. them. Amen. They believe that they're more powerful than, than God. Yeah. yeah. Because these guys believe that they're better than God. They believe that because they have money and they have power and they have all that, they don't need nothing. You know? But yeah. they do need God. Amen. Amen. That's why he saved me. To be in and put me in that platform in that position yeah not just to play the game of baseball the game of baseball just was the the the, the vehicle that he used to bless us to bless me to provide for my family but the real calling was to give me a platform that i can use to glorify his name amen 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 absolutely amen i, I just you know i think you could be anywhere in the world doing anything, but on weekends, you are a deacon in the church. Yes. You serve. We have a lot of servant leaders here today who are mentoring, you know, young boys or they're, they're, they're serving the Lord with all their heart. What would you, what words of encouragement would you give to our, our leaders? Well, my encouragement will be to remember that uh, he came to serve. And, he, and if he came to serve, he gave us the perfect example, serving so that's what we need to do. And that's the encouragement that I can bring tonight, today. That our leaders, don't matter who it is, we came to serve. We, was, we were made to serve, to serve those in need, not for them to serve us, Amen. for us to serve them, to love them, to respect them, mm. to protect them, to fight for them. We have a voice, we have the truth, which is Jesus Christ. We have the light, which is Jesus Christ. We have the way, which is Jesus Christ. 
So if we don't do what we're supposed to do, there is go beyond these walls, beyond the walls, go outside and testify to them and tell them that Jesus loved them. Mm -hmm. We don't do it, job. Mm -hmm. And we need to serve them. Amen. You know, that is my, that's my, my humble opinion and my humble advice. Mm. That whatever we do, we do as we're doing it to the Lord. Amen. Amen. What would praise God? Absolutely. Let me, let me just ask, maybe just kind of in closing. Of all sorts of people here today, people are going to be watching on video or online. What would you say to somebody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior? Or maybe they grew up just sort of religious, ah, but that's not for me. What challenge would you give them in terms of knowing Christ personally? See, my challenge to you will be that uh, as I was one time lost and needed an answer, uh, that uh, he is there. He is there. And uh, no matter what you're going through now, he, all he wants is help you and give you to love you and to save you because he is love. He doesn't have love. He is the essence of love. So those that don't know Christ, if you're here, if you're here, all he wants to do is take you to a different level and be with him. So you have eternal life with him. The world will give us nothing. And who ruling the world right now is someone that hates you. It's someone that came to kill you, to destroy you, and to rob. But Jesus came to die, to give you life, to save you, and to bring you to heaven with him. See, and when you understand that, also he has given us something called free will. Free will is this, that he has given us all the tools. He tells us the good and the bad. He tells us what is good, and he tells us what is bad. So you are aware of that. But the free will, you have to choose. You choose where you end up, not God. You choose where you end up. You choose if you serve him or not. He has given you that authority and that power to decide. Because otherwise, he would make us like a machine. And, he, and we would obey him, no matter what. But he hasn't done that. He has given us a free will to decide where we end up in eternity, either with him in heaven or in hell with the enemy. Because it's real. Hell is here. It's real. Hell is real. And we need to talk about it. But the point is that... Uh, Today is a day of salvation. Today is an opportunity that you're listening what God is capable to do in your life. Amen. You know, and that is what we're preaching yeah. or we're talking. You know, it's just a relationship with Him. It's not about religion. It's about relationship with Him. To have something that is real, that is genuine. And salvation is, is genuine. You know, but we decide. I decided, Pastor, uh, uh, a team decided, and all the Christians that are here decided. But there are people that hasn't made that, that, that call or that yeah. step. Yeah. And we need to. Yeah. Because the times are ending. Yeah. The coming of Jesus is, is, is soon. So what we will do with that? The way he used me, the, whatever he did with me, he can do it with you. And he wanted to do it with you. I'm no better than you. I'm no better than pastor. I'm no better than anybody here. But he used me.
to glorify his name. Amen. So he wants to use you to glorify his name in your life. Amen. That's, that's, that's a calling that we need to, to come up and step up. And a step up, and uh, uh, I'm gonna step. Are, are we good, Pastor? Yes, we good? Yeah. I'm gonna step up, you know. I'm gonna sure. step up, you know, because I'm here, I'm tired to be sitting. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, those, those, those that are, are here, I mean, uh, that's what I said before. Uh, there are people here that don't think they hasn't given the life to Jesus. If, if there is someone here that is listening and hasn't given the life, their life to Jesus, we want to pray for you. We have pastor here, and we have many people here that want to pray for you. We want to give you what he has given us already. You know, and it's free. And it's free. You don't have to pay nothing. He paid already the debt for you on the cross. Amen. He did pay that for you. All right? So, guys, and it's, it's, not, it's not time to hold your plows, because there's no time to clap. It's time to, to think, to think, to think and pray for those they are about to make in that decision. Amen. Because thinking about it, you know, right now there there's voices that they're listening, that they're hearing. Don't do it. You know, they're gonna make you do this, they're gonna make you do that, they don't want you to do this. No, that's a lie of the enemy. You know, because the real joy is being in Christ's side. That's the joy. You know, the joy doesn't come from money, that's happiness. Okay? Joy is Whatever you're going through, you still have joy. That's the joy from the Lord. But when it's happiness, happiness is determined by what you have. Positions. You tell you, I rubbed that 200,000 that you have in your bank account. You see some different person. But when you have the joy of the Lord, even though I tell you that, you still have the joy of the Lord. And that's what we're presenting today to those. They have him and said, Jesus is their Savior. That's the difference. It's not that we're better than you guys or better than anyone. It's that we have Christ and we wanted to share it with you. Yeah. If there is any person, I'm going to ask again, if there is any person here that's willing to give the life to Christ, raise your hand. Just raise, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Here. Raise your hand. Here. If there is, come. Back over here. Well, if there is, hold your plows. Hold your plows, guys. Hands up. Yeah. You should be praying. You should be praying. Okay? No, <laughs> no plows. Praying. Yes. Okay? And those that raise your hand, come up. Come up. Step up. This is, this is a time where we have to believe come on up. and have come faith. And we, we're raising hands. Come up. We want to pray. Yep. We want to pray for you. We want to pray Let's for do you. do this. Yeah, come on up, man. Awesome. Give me a hand. Come, come on. Come on Don't up. be you afraid. If you want to Don't come give your lives to Christ, awesome. Come on up, man. Yeah, it's the times of decision. Awesome, man. Awesome. It's the times of decision. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to be streaming this live at all of our campuses, and I want, to, I want to lead us in a salvation prayer, as Mariano has said. You know, maybe you're at a campus right now, or you're watching online even, and you're like, yeah, just make your way up. This is a chance to open your heart and actually step from death into life through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, Mariano, earlier, somebody offered you their Bible and said, would you autograph it? He said, I don't sign Bibles because I'm not the Savior. Amen. He saves games. Amen. It's Jesus Christ who saves souls. Amen. It's Jesus Amen. Christ Amen. who takes a young man off the beaches in Panama and puts lightning in his arm and builds a platform so he can glorify God. Amen. That's what our God does. Amen. And he can do that, and he can, come on in, man. And he can do that with your life, too. What does it mean to be saved? We know what a save is in baseball. The book of Romans, chapter 10, says this. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, meaning he's the boss, Amen. not you. You hear the humility in, in Mo's life. He may be a Hall of Famer, but he says all glory goes to God. You confess Amen. that Jesus is the Lord. He gave his life for you. And you believe in your heart, not your head. It's not just religion. It's your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead for you. What does the Bible say, church? You will be saved. That's how salvation is given. It is a free gift. It is the grace of God. You can't earn it, and you don't deserve it. 
And at the end of the day, when we get to heaven, God is not going to say, how many game sevens did you save? How big was your bank account? He's not going to ask about any of our personal achievements. He's going to say, what did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? Mariano and Clara made that decision. God put an anointing on their life, and I know that he came here to share that with you. And so we want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. So all of our campuses, would you just bow your heads in prayer? I'm going to lead us in a salvation prayer. Those who came up, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But let's pray these words out loud. And we'll all pray them so nobody feels left out. Let's pray these words out loud. They're not magic words. They're just from your heart. Say, Father, thank you for loving me. I confess I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. Jesus, thank you for coming for me. Dying in my place. Forgive me for my sins. I turn from them now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I open my heart and I give my life to you. Use me for your purpose, for your glory. I will follow you all of my days. Father, I pray right now for those who have prayed that prayer of salvation from the deep place of their heart that you will let them know by the power of the Holy Spirit they have been saved by faith in Jesus Christ. Father God, I thank you for the anointing on Mariano's life. I thank you for these people who've come forward today. They're praying, Father God. There are people who are going to be watching this who are going to be praying. And Father, right now, testify to them that they have moved from lost to found. They are no longer orphans. They are sons and daughters of the living God. Father God, put a mark on their life, Father God. I pray for these folks who came forward and anointing on their life that you would use even, Lord, their pain for your purpose and your glory, God. Whatever they do right now in their life, Father God, may it be Christ-oriented that we would see Jesus more clearly because you are living and flowing through them. God, we thank you for the ministry that's happened here today. I just praise you, God, for the way you made Mariano Rivera. God, I ask an anointing and blessing on him and Clara as they hold forth the word here in the Northeast, in Panama, and around the world. Father God, we say, come, Lord Jesus, come soon. We want your church to shine and let people know that we have a reason for hope in living in light in a dark world. So Father, receive these new members of your family now. Let them know they've been born again. And we celebrate you for your gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Give them praise, God. Give them praise, man.